Creative Conundrums is recorded in Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Ashinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Hi, and welcome to Creative Conundrums. I'm Googly Doc. And I'm Senpai. We're here to talk about our struggles and triumphs as creatives. And answer creative questions asked by you, our loving and sometimes bizarre podcast family. If you have any questions for future shows, send them to creativeconundrums at outlook.com. Hey everybody, I'm the incredible, the incomparable, and the incomprehensible Googly Doc. And I'm Senpai, that didn't come up with anything again, but I'm excited because we have an extra special guest today. Yes, we do. It's Ben. Uh, it's ben. I, uh, I'm Ben, and uh, I'm the Mad Bodger. And Ben does all of our artwork for both of us, and it's amazing. And uh, for those of you who are into War Machine, uh, Mad Bodger Ben is the one who takes all of the limited edition minis from conventions like Gen Con and then puts them in a sock and smashes them into bits and then turns them into other things, like black mages. Wait, wait, he also does that with, like, Amiibos and stuff, too. Oh, yeah, he also does that with limited edition, uh, limited edition Amiibos. <laughs> I smash all the things. Yeah. Ben's garnered a lot of hate over the, over the years, uh, and I think he, he thrives and relishes in it. Ben, how much of this is true? Uh, the hate was more true in the beginning. Because, <laughs> uh, well, back then, uh, Amiibos are a lot cheaper nowadays. That, back, yeah. th uh, back then, they were like, when they first came out, they were a really hot commodity. And uh, some of those bodges uh, were really expensive to put together because, oh, hey, I just bought a, 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 like, a $70 model, and I just, uh, you know, uh, jumped it to pieces and uh, put it online, and people didn't like that. Because <laughs> that could have been in their collection. And I'm like, <laughs> my, my, my B. <laughs> a lot of sphincter tightening in that in those days. Yeah. <laughs> but nowadays, it's like, ah, eh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So uh, for those of you who uh, are just tuning into our show, we're releasing these on Thursdays. So it is currently New Year's Eve, which is not Thursday. It's Tuesday. And uh, uh, Ben and I have started early. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're, lo we're looking forward to this particular episode. Yep. And I am the non-drinker in the group, so this is going to be interesting. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I used to drink. I have no problem with alcohol. I just, it's not good for my health right now. So I don't drink at the moment. And that's perfectly all right. Mm -hmm. I do have some cider in the fridge. I, I'm pretty sure it's probably gone bad by now, but I have some hard cider in the fridge. Oh, oh so wait, so you mean the, the fermented juice has become fermented again? Um, yes. Is it, the, is it the stuff from Dickens? No, it's the Shrugging Doctor. That's not as funny. Oh, I'm sorry. It, the the like the entire label and everything and the branding is all like very like old timey medicine. It's it's really cool. That I being think... said, I do love my fermented grape juice. Mm. That stuff is amazing. There's nothing I like better than Dickens cider. I like rum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh. Here. <laughs> I don't know about that beverage, Kev. <laughs> no either. All right, let's. <laughs> it's not just good, it's so fucking good. <laughs> uh, 
So usually we go into the struggles of the last two weeks, and I do want to do that, but I also want to go into the struggles of the last year. So, well, struggles and accomplishments, I hope. Well, I want to do struggles first. I don't know why, but I want to get the bad well, you end up, first. you end on the high note. Exactly. There we go. All right, all right. So let's do struggles you stub your toe. Struggles first? High note. And break it. All right, oh, so actually, I broke my toe this year, I think. We, we've entered into the bummer part of our show. <laughs> <I'm> so... Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Let's start with Ben. Ben never gets to talk. Ben, yeah. what uh, was the biggest, hardest... Okay, that's coming out badly. <laughs> what was the most difficult thing creatively for you over the last year? I don't know. <laughs> Frankly, probably Wix, because that slows down everything. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, you guys are having that problem. Yeah, like, basically, uh, yeah, the most difficult part creatively, yeah, I'd say anything that slows down uh, the things that Googly Beard is trying to do. Yeah, there's been a lot of it this year. Yeah. So, uh, so it... Uh... <sighs> yeah, okay. Uh, would you mind if I took over from here, Ben? Well, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's related, so yeah, go go for it. Okay. Uh, okay. First of all, uh, my uh, host needed some money from me, and I didn't have any money, so they took down the site. Yeah. And then I paid the money so we could have have access to our content and stuff like that. And I said, you know what? Our site looks absolutely terrible. So I invested in either a year or two of Wix service. And then built kind of like a, a wireframe for for Ben to kind of go in and, and tweak as needed. But I kind of put the initial aesthetic in there. And unfortunately, there were web parts in there that weren't working correctly. So we escalated to Wix's technical department, and we never heard from them again. They kind of just shrugged. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. And then walked away from the line. Yeah. You know what, I have... I have to question, though. Would it be easier just to build it again from the ground up? Well, I think that's what we, what we need to do. That we were we were building the site from the ground up, and then this web part turned out to be something that didn't work. So I think I'm going to go into the site, and I'm going to find a different web part that does the same type of thing and just get rid of that web part altogether. That sounds like a better idea. And, uh, uh, yeah, and I guess also related to, uh, well, Creative Struggles... Basically, frankly, getting us or getting me and uh, me and Doc at the same place for an extended amount of time to actually work on stuff. Getting Doc yeah. into any amount of play, any place for any extended amount of time is hard. <laughs> yeah, it has so... been a, it has been a rough year for me time wise. Yeah, my my day job has increased the amount of time that it requires for me, and I have been spending a lot more time with my boys this year than normal like normally i had uh, my boys for about you know 50 50 but this year i had them for probably on the order of between 75 and 80 percent for a good three four months that sounds about right yeah and now i've got them back to back to 50 percent and uh so that uh i'm hoping that i've got a little bit more time for stuff now but on top of that, I got uh, some freelance stuff that I had to finish, and I've got to contend with like crippling anxiety issues on top of that. So. Oh yeah. But I think I may have all of that in order now. So. 
I'm a little jealous of that, I have to say. Because <laughs> I'm still dealing with the crippling anxiety and very severe depression. Which sucks. Uh, but I think, yeah, the biggest struggle for me has also been tech, just tech-related shit. Because, like, the computer parts that I had before just would not cooperate at all. It wouldn't do it at all what I wanted it to do. So we replaced it with new computer parts. And then other stuff wasn't working. So I, had, I, I ended up buying a new mic. Which sounds lovely. I love it. It does. I love yep. it. It's pretty, too. Um, and then in the last couple of weeks, too, my headset that my friend gave me ended up finally dying. It was coming. <laughs> we were expecting it, but but it ended up dying. So I've, I've switched to a different headset that keeps pinching my ear, and it's driving me insane. Editing for long hours is not fun right now. <laughs> nope. Yeah, um, I think it... Yeah, my computer had a few hard drive issues this year but thankfully none of none of the important stuff got uh hitched in the process but i do have another external backup drive now <laughs> such to help yeah. mediate that yeah the next couple of weeks i gotta get a new hard drive again too because uh i mean i have a three terabyte in there and then another one terabyte external but i'm uh i'm running out of some space Oh boy! I need more space. I do a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you run it you, when you're doing video. You run into space real quick. Oh yeah. Um, I've Hell, actually... when you're writing, just when you're writing music in wave format, it it really run out quick. That's why I export an MP3. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it for struggles, right? So. As far as I'm aware. So, so let's go into creative stuff that we've done in the last year that we're super proud of. Okay, Ben, you got to start off with this. There's yes. something huge that you did this year. Go, Ben. Go, Ben. I'm going to assume that you're talking about uh, the the Ruby board game stuff. I am indeed. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, this year, like, I, I really got into uh, Tabletop Simulator, and uh, well, Ruby Combat Ready. Uh, it's from Arcane Wonders and Rooster Teeth Games. Uh, I love the game. I went and I kickstarted it, I bought the model, or I painted up the models, made the game pretty. And uh, unfortunately, I found that, uh, you know, once a character dies uh, or gets knocked out of the fight, uh, you can no longer engage with the game. Like, it's at that point, okay, uh, I guess we'll see you after, uh, after we're done playing and uh, you go get a coffee or something. So I made, a, I made an expansion to it that allows that downed player to keep engaged by adding Team Juniper as an after-defeat gameplay mechanic so they could still contribute to the game, something similar to Sentinels of the Multiverse, if you've played that one. And uh, so I, made, I did that to my physical copy of the game, and after I got into Tabletop Simulator and saw that somebody else had made a Ruby Combat-ready uh, board, I took that board and... I went full ham on modifying it and making it into my version of the game. And uh, you can find that on Tabletop Simulator's uh, workshop as uh, Ruby Combat Ready, Juniper Rushes In. Ruby or Combat Ready and, and uh, uh, Juniper Backed might be the uh, alternate title. I don't but... remember what you titled it, but I've, I've, I, gra I grabbed a link for a previous episode. I'll, I'll grab it for this one, too. Yeah, it's got two names. But uh, so... So, like, after I initially put it out, I occasionally come back and uh, I update it 
with uh, new content. So for Halloween, I made a I made a new villain, uh, Pennywise, which is just basically smashing <laughs> uh, Penny and Weiss together with a little bit of uh, Stephen King's It, and you go fight that thing. Yay, nightmare fuel. I I both and... love and hate this thing. You, uh, I just, goddamn it, Ben. <laughs> yep. And then uh, another update that uh, went up a few weeks ago. I didn't make this. Uh, I didn't make this deck, but I added uh, some. Uh, but I I added some uh, of the art, or I added artwork to it afterward. Another villain was Salem, uh, so you could fight. You could fight a, a very nasty baddie in that game now. Um, but again, no credit, or I take no credit for the deck. Somebody else had put that together. And then for Christmas Eve, I put out another update, which basically made a Christmassy update where Santa helps you out a little bit. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, that one was not tested and uh, might be a little unbalanced, but we're going to fix that in the new year. And well, probably reskin it because it'll no longer be Christmas at that point. You can just save it for next Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, put, it, I'll put it aside and keep it there. Um, I've also... It's not on the workshop yet, but I've also ported zombie tower 3d to the tabletop simulator platform oh yeah i think i saw you post a couple things about that yeah so that thing is ready to go it just hasn't been uploaded yet because it's being weird and uh and then while for creative stuff that's not computer related or board game related i've uh i've recently gotten into making things out of clay because i've gotten a block of clay for uh, for my birthday this year and i've uh, gotten pretty hard into that so i'm the bad bodger but now i'm actually starting to make stuff without smashing parts together so it's a little weird for me <laughs> it's, it's so, nice to I'm see pretty, though i enjoy it yeah so i'm pretty i'm pretty proud of that yeah and while uh one had mentioned uh in a previous podcast uh well now i'm actually are you referencing actually, yourself? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually thinking of doing uh, doing commissions in the future with uh, with okay, well, now that's, right. with this new yeah with this new uh, uh, skill sets that I've yeah like this year has been a lot of expanding my skill set. Sweet, and I've been very happy about that. So putting us to shame. <laughs> in terms well, of at least handcrafted physical crafts, I would say yeah, but. Well, and I mean, like, uh, what you guys do and what I do are two very different things. Yeah, we're, we're, we all work in different mediums. It's, yeah, it's which is why we all I, we all mesh together well. Exactly. Yeah, we ben fill in makes, the spaces. Uh, and makes uh, pretty models and works in tabletop simulator and draws stuff. And Senpai does all this nifty podcasting. And I shitpost. <laughs> Well, you did. Uh, you are you are uh, a very creative man, and uh, you have uh, without without you a big part of what I've drawn and put together would not be a thing. You're the framework in which a lot of my shit is uh, based on. That's Thanks. true. Yeah. So, like, uh, I put I put things into the physical, but it has to. The idea has to start somewhere. Exactly. Doc's a seed, and he grows like a weed. It's a good thing my brain doesn't stay in one place for very long, then, I guess. <laughs> yep. Uh, the, uh, uh, there was another thing I was going to get at, but uh, 
Yeah, uh, my mind hops around a lot too, so... Was it the complete translation of Over the Boards? Is oh yeah, that's right, Over the Boards is on Tabletop Simulator now too. <laughs> yep. I mean, not released, but... Yeah. It's, it, but you can totally, uh, that is a thing that could be played in a digital medium. And you and Senpai did. Yes. At, at one point. I was so uh, yeah. tired for that. I really don't remember too much of what was going on that night. Actually, listening to the previous podcast, yeah, you had a few things reversed on, uh, on the on uh, the details of that. Oh, maybe I was so tired. Yeah. Like, I I think I had been awake for about sixteen hours at that point, or maybe not quite that long, but a decent amount of time. I I will. Um, so you won because you were the one who scored a goal, and but I did kill more of your guys. Oh right! It, it, I thought I killed more did. people. That's fine. Uh, you you started off killing more of my guys, but I started to catch up. That's right. Okay. A but, lot of uh, death and dismemberment. <laughs> yep. It's a hockey game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so. Yeah. Duck. Uh, oh, I haven't talked yet. No, okay. you haven't. It's weird. Yeah, I've been on for a while. Yeah. I've just been kibitzing on everybody else talking. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have been extremely proud of the work that I did for Wedding Games earlier this year uh, and I am extremely proud that they chose me to do another project with them which I'm currently working on and uh, I don't think I've ever worked with a better company or a bunch of freelancers in my life these are just magnificent people and I would uh, I would go to the ends of the world to work with these people on any project they posit for me in the future. They're absolutely amazing, all of them. So that's, I would say that's the biggest, my biggest point of pride for this year. My second uh, point of pride for this year is the amount of work I have done on my voice to improve it in terms of my speaking and in terms of my singing. I misheard that as work on my boys, and I was like, what? <laughs> yes, yes. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> no, no, no. Although being being a father is kind of like crafting your children, but uh, actually, I have done a lot of work with Duncan in terms of hockey this year too. That's true. Yeah. But uh, mm -hmm. that's more training and mentoring than it is creative stuff. It's just passing on what I knew from my old hockey days to my my young son who is playing hockey at a level that scares the crap out of me. I mean, I, so. I still say that's something we're celebrating, so... Yeah, I so did. go, Duncan! Actually... Huzzah! And Elm uh, Creek Lightning? No, no, not anymore. Oh. They folded. Okay. And so now he's playing for McDonald Lightning, which go is an amalgamation... McDonald Lightning! It's an amalgamation of a whole bunch of different towns. Also, that style. might be uh, a symptom of uh, McDonald's food that was has gone bad. <laughs> Ew... McDonald Lightning. Okay, I have. I just remember you wearing the Elm. It was still Elm Creek Lightning that you were wearing the sweater for when yes. we did our thing. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, I have and that I, in my head. <laughs> I have not gotten my McDonald Lightning gear yet, so that's unfortunate. But oh well. Um, uh, I have also mentored uh, Michael and Duncan toward uh, being able to develop their own role-playing game type stuff. Uh, Michael has been doing more 
design in the digital realm, however. He likes programming, so he's been doing uh, more design in Minecraft and, and those creative style games, uh, including coding in Java and whatnot. So he's, he's getting really into the programming end of things. So my coding and programming uh, background has helped him out in, in that regard. Nice. Elgin, however, it, uh, he brought Dungeons and Dragons to school, started a club, and now he is the cock of the walk at school. That is awesome. He is the man. He is the dungeon master. The dungeon master at school. Matter of fact, he mentored one of the older kids into being able to run their own game. Nice. So he can play in it. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. So, their, their soul is now Dungeons and Dragons, not only friendly, but enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. That's, and so, that's super great. Duncan and Dragons for the win. Yeah! Duncan and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, I'm, I am a very proud nerd dad right now because my boys are were the start of role-playing uh, games at their school, and it's becoming a big thing. Duncan's a minor celebrity now, so. That's so great. I love it. Uh, those are the things I'm most proud of this year. The rest uh, are things I'm slightly less proud of because I haven't spent as much time on them as I would want to. Uh, all I've done this year in terms of uh, googly beard has been conceptual. I've been thinking about how the site uh, should look. I've been thinking about what kinds of things post and I've been trying to navigate my way around a lot of other problems that have been happening globally that's halted a lot of things uh, for Googly Beard, like uh, the things in Hong Kong and China and the United States, the trade war, all of that has totally kiboshed all of my plans for 2019. So I've got to try and figure out a way around that. And so I've just been trying to think my way through it and uh, I haven't made enough emails or phone calls yet to try and get my way around the production end of things. But I think my first step is to uh, get my concept of what I want googlybeard.com to, to look like. And so Ben and I can start throwing content up there again. And uh, maybe open a page for Dave or Mike, Dave and Mike too if they want to do that kind of thing. I don't think Mike would want to, uh, but Dave might want to do something like that. Maybe a LARP section. But uh, it's all been conceptual this year. A lot of drawings and a lot of project plans, uh, mainly to implement once uh, once I can get the site working properly. But once I do get it working properly, then that site's really going to start rolling once we get it up there, which I'm hoping to do in early, early 2020. That's exciting. Uh, let's see. What have I done this year? I've actually done a lot this year. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I stopped doing though is I stopped actually making things because I don't have the funds to actually hand make very many things anymore so I've kind of stopped doing that well to be honest I think you've gotten a lot more traction with your online presence anyway that too uh, which is going to feed into my goals for the new year um, so we'll get into that in a second but what I've done this year is so far I've started two podcasts this one uh, which I'm super proud of and I did it partly as a way of like kind of helping me keep accountable not only to myself but to somebody else too of like hey this is what I'm doing this is what I'm working on this is what I'm working through blah 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 that stuff 
started therapy, which was really good. That's very important. If you need Absolutely. therapy, go to therapy, guys. Do it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's one thing that's driven me really, ins- really just bonkers over the last year or two is this: the stigmas around mental illness were starting to disappear. And then this fucking alt-right movement has just started crunching down on top of it again. And it's driving, it's driving me around the bend. Yeah. And I really, really want to undo all of that stigma. Not only, not only the stigma with uh, mental illness, but, uh, but with uh, drug abuse too, right? Like there's a stigma around that. And the the only difference between uh, a a poor person on the streets, you know, uh, being an addict and and somebody else like it, it's through all walks of life right and the only difference between the street corner addict and and somebody who's rich and an addict is the fact that the rich person can hide behind walls when they do it yep yeah, but it's, uh... it's it's through all society Absolutely, not just yeah. not just the poor and destitute it's through all society and we gotta yeah, get rid of that uh... stigma it's one of those like, oh, look, we made a thing to make it so uh, people can't sleep on benches instead of addressing, well, why are they sleeping on the benches? Oh, right. That, that pisses me off. Oh. Yeah. I saw a good thing to get rid of it, though. Um, you, you, oh, like you the foam put, thing? Yeah, you put... You put yeah, yeah I, saw, I saw that. Like cement or whatever, and then you push down really thick foam on top of it? Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how I totally just side to talk on that one. I'm... I'm sorry, I, I, I had That's a fine. rant. You, you, you go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, if you need therapy, or you need help for addiction, please go get it. We love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've, I've done those. I think one of my proudest moments, though, was my Warcraft D&D one-shot for Christmas. Yeah. I think that was definitely one of my proudest. Uh, also, the I entered a contest to join a YouTuber's channel, which I have now been invited to, and one video is out and i finished another one and i sent it off to him so i've done that and then ben helped me with this idea that i had to make tooltips i'm so proud of those tooltips you have no idea yeah. <laughs> uh, we took for, for anyone that hasn't watched this at all and who might know a little bit about world of warcraft um there's these things called dark moon decks um and it you get like an ace through eight and you put them together and it makes the deck and that's your trinket at whatever level and what what we did for the fourth war is i split it up into eight parts and then i made the dark moon deck of all of them and it's it's the stupidest thing ever and i love it dark moon deck <laughs> yeah it's uh oh what did we actually call the deck i don't even that, remember that sounds like Darkwing duck kind of does done it i was thinking like that could be a hero honestly they might have actually done it for that reason blizzard's a bunch of nerds <laughs> oh yeah 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 true true not to like discredit them at all or anything, but like, they are a bunch of nerds. Like, they have so much like referential stuff in their games, and it makes me <laughs> happy. Uh, but yeah, that I think my proudest moment, my pro- my two proudest things are the deck that I made for the Fourth War series, and uh, and then Ben put it all together, which thank you Ben, and hey. then, and then my Warcraft one shot, which Ben also helped me with all the art. Yep, that was the. Uh... That was entertaining getting up the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was so sad I ran out of ink to do those maps in color, but I mean, they still worked in black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and and nope. we had fun, and I did a decent job DMing. My my favorite comic, Penny Arcades. You just reminded me of. Mm-hmm. It's the one where uh, Tycho and well, I guess Tycho's always talking to. Uh, oh, what's the other one's name? Uh, Gabriel. Gabe. Yeah. Gabe is talking to uh, Tycho, and he says, "You know, I I wonder if." Blizzard knows that Games Workshop totally ripped off World of Warcraft. And Tycho goes absolutely ballistic. <laughs> no, that that happened the other way. Yep. <laughs> God, that, that that was that was my favorite one of all time. I think Ben had that one on his wall for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I used to have a whole bunch of Penny Arcade comics uh in my office. Yeah, no, that definitely <laughs> happened the other way. They wanted to make a Warhammer game way back when. And then yep. it turned into Warcraft when Games Workshop said no. <laughs> yep. And now here we are with <laughs> me doing all of my weird shit. Zug zug. <laughs> Actually, I was playing <laughs> Warcraft 1, and I this comes up when, uh, in all the videos that I posted of it, but it seriously does not sound like they're saying zug zug. It sounds like they're saying glub glub. <laughs> Maybe you. <laughs> In the first, I, in the first game, anyway. I don't know if that's just like an issue with meaty or whatever, but that—that's it's what it sounds like. <laughs> Did I ever tell you? Okay, I have I have a hard time talking about my friend, but at the same time, I love talking about my friend. Uh, my friend who passed away a long time ago, back on our old server, which used to be an RP PvP server. He had a hunter, and his name got reported. It was an orc hunter, and his name got reported for not being an RP name, and his Ooh. name was Zug Zug. Oh boy! And I was like, "No, that's a total RP name. He just, he's just that dumb. <laughs> he thinks that's his name." Oh my god! You know, it's <laughs> what, what, what do you want? Why are you touching me? <laughs> Join the army, they said. See the world, they said. I'd rather be sailing. More work. <laughs> <laughs> More work. Oh, right. <laughs> No, that's that's not in the game. I just made that laugh. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, no, I I'm very proud of the Warcraft one shot. I definitely want to bring those characters into something further in the future, but I don't know yet what. Oh, uh, right. For those of you who don't know, my character was Hugh Boner underscore eighty seven. <laughs> that yep. was my character's name. And what what I wasn't entirely expecting this, although I probably should have knowing you three. Um, you y'all went the exact same way. Yeah. With yep. your character <laughs> concept. My character was a cleric who was aware that he was just a sprite for a player that was <laughs> elsewhere that he called the patron. <laughs> and there's patrons for everyone. <laughs> My character, was, my character was just so ecstatic to be on a server with other characters whose names were just as lewd as his own. Because <laughs> he was, he started off on an RP server, and he always got made fun of. And he uh, resents his patron for it, and he hates the player who plays him. Actually, uh, that reminds me um, of a book, uh, Mogworld, by uh, Yahtzee Kroshaw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one, that book is basically, it's a World of Warcraft type game, Ooh. but, uh, and the main character is an NPC who died before 
the before the game became a game. Oh. So he so he wakes so he wakes up because of a necromancer character has resurrected him, oh, and he's like, "What is up with this world?" Because the world is following gameplay rules, <laughs> and it's it's this it's this uh, NPC navigating <laughs> RPG world. This sounds and... like the new Ryan Reynolds movie, like essentially what the new Ryan Reynolds movie is supposed to. Be. Actually, yeah, yeah, I saw that trailer last night, and it's like, <laughs> dude, that's so just good. that I game or that. that. Mo- that movie is Saints Row, the movie. <laughs> yes, because that game is because like it's not quite uh, Grand Theft Auto, but if you've played Saints Row, particularly the third one, that game is ridiculous. Like Dildo <laughs> Bat and everything. It so is. I gotta see that movie. I'm so excited for this movie. And the fact that Ryan Reynolds did it, oh my god. Well, yep. yeah, I'm I'm also excited for Deadpool three. Uh. Okay, we should go oh, on with yeah. the show. We should talk about Um Okay, what's, I guess, one thing that you want to bring forward in the new year, I guess? Yeah, choose one thing that you want to do in the new year for yourself or, I guess, right. for your business. I want to get the website up. That's my top priority. Okay. Ben. Yeah, yeah. I want to get, I want to get uh, over the boards out there. And yep. otherwise, uh, I want to... Uh, well, basically, expand on the crafts that uh, that I've been doing now, like uh, just get better, and well, potentially make it into a thing that money on the side, aside from my day job. Yeah. Yeah, get better at things and get uh, googly beard uh, out there. What about you, Senpai? I want to, for one thing, I need more D and D in my life, and I need to do more writing, and I really want to bring a D&D podcast at some point. I don't know exactly how it's gonna go yet. Part of the issue is I need people that would be willing to also do it. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how the plans come together. But that's yep. the one thing that I really want to do. Is I've been wanting to do a D&D podcast for a while now, so yeah. Very nice. That's, that's my big thing. Um, and then something that I wanted to bring also, what is one thing that you wish for others in this new decade? of 2020. I want the average American to have health care. Okay. Ben. And I want to keep and I want to keep our health care. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh Ben. <laughs> well, on a similar uh I mean, I'm similar not vein to uh Yes, on a similar vein to uh what Kev said, uh I basically want to I want my world view to be oh, it's not on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that is a damn, damn good, yeah, that, that yeah. pretty much covers the whole, the whole thing. Because, because uh, I find, uh, I find nowadays, uh, you know, you talk to me long enough, uh, my conversation may turn that way, because the world's on fucking fire. <laughs> Quite literally. Mine does too, yeah. and yeah, actually, there, there's a lot of fire still in Australia right now. Yep. Um... Well, I don't know how my hope would feed into Doc's, but I, I, I hope it would feed into Ben's. Because, uh, okay, the whole Adam Driver walking out of an interview thing. First of all, fucking good for him. Mm-hmm. You yep. go, girl. Um, exactly. Uh, but because of that, I've been thinking about how, like, for me, if I want to see my work out there, if I want to see this podcast and Azeroth the History out there, I'm the one who has to listen to myself talk. 
<laughs> which I know is something that a lot of people can't get over. And I know there's a lot of anxiety for a lot of people about that. And what I hope is that people can work through that anxiety and maybe still have it, but you're maybe going to do the thing anyway. Um, well, being, well, kind of having to force yourself to listen to yourself talk or see yourself on a screen or. Actually, actually this will be the first time in a while that, uh, I'll, I'll have to, uh, experience that. I feel Uh, kind of really sorry for Adam Driver because he does a lot of really, really good work Mm -hmm. and I, I I just feel sorry for him that he, he gets so much anxiety from listening to himself talk that he can't appreciate the mm-hmm. stellar work he does. Yeah, and I hope for him he can he can kind of work through that anxiety and maybe see the joy that he brings others through his work. Well, just to give himself joy and be be proud of the work he's doing. By the way, quick thing: have we all seen the new Star Wars? Uh, Kev hasn't yet. Right. I saw I saw it last night. Yes. Ran out of money. <laughs> Fair. All right. I just wanted to make sure we're not going to talk about it, but. But in case it comes up in. I beat Adam Driver. Oh. With it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's in the near future for me and my boys. I just gotta wait for my next paycheck. Yeah, that's fair. Also, uh, well, another way to what I hope comes forward in the new year, um, another way to put it is, I hope to have less reason to get ranty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Uh, already yeah. today, there's a bunch of news stories that I'm just like, yeah, I'm just gonna ignore this right now because this is not, this is not good for my brain. Yep. yep. I, uh, to, to keep myself healthy, I have been focusing entirely on Canadian politics, and I've been leaving the rest of the world alone. This is why I go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that was, like, even partly a lie. It's really not. That's actually a good... That's part of the reason I go to therapy. Well, uh. there's, a, there's, there's a lot of things that, that cause anxiety right now happening, yeah. so... Oh, yeah. Oh, also, yep. one other thing that I wanted to mention. Oh, no, wait, I'll mention it in a second, actually, because we're going to get into questions. Yes. Okay. Who wants to ask first? Okay. We can't do nose game because we're not in the same Well, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask the question because, uh, I don't know. It's going to be well for me to think of this. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite memory from this year? Uh, Keely B asks. You go first, standby. My tattoo. Ah. Uh. So the story behind this, uh, two friends of mine, one of them is also friends with you guys, I don't know if the other one is, but uh, two friends of mine, Phil and Dave, are the absolute fucking just gems of the universe, and I love them. Um, They surprised me. They're like, hey, do you want to go to the tattoo show? I'm like, okay. I had this like weird feeling. I'm like, all right, this will be interesting. Okay, let's go to the tattoo show. We get to, to the tattoo show, we're walking around, they look at me and they're like, do you want a tattoo? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, my tattoo, it's actually a brain slug from uh, Futuraba. When my friend Chloe had last visited me, uh, he had drawn this on a note for me before he left, and I didn't see it until after he, after I got home after he left. So, um, it was very much a surprise. And um, that was the last time he visited me before he passed away. And so, that is now tattooed on my arm. And very nice. It's it's also become a goal of mine that whatever cosplay I do in the future, which by the way the cosplay bug hit me real hard, um, this needs to come through onto that cosplay, whatever it is. Yeah. What's your favorite memory from this year, Ben? 
Uh, I asked the question, so I'd go last. <laughs> oh, but, uh... okay. You know what? I'll, I'll go next then. I'll go next. <laughs> I was trying to, trying to be a good host. Anyway. Uh, my favorite memory from this year, um, I'll give you some backstory. Um, I split with my wife in January 2017, and I have not been able to really get a date at all at all for like since then but this year uh my girlfriend marcy added me on facebook and i asked her out on a date and she said yes much to my surprise and she had a great time on the first date even bigger surprise and we were out at karaoke on our second date and I was supposed to be singing a song with uh, another friend of ours, CW. And so we went out to practice it. It was uh, A Whole New World from Disney's Aladdin. And we sang that song as a duet in practice out on the veranda of the bar, or patio, I guess you could say. And at the end of the song, we ended up kissing each other. And I think that was probably my favorite memory of this last year. Nerds. And now we've been singing duets in the car ever since. Yep. I, I, I was actually present for some of that singing in the car when we went to Pachakcha night. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds, I say with the biggest heart emoji possible. <laughs> uh, what about ben? you, Ben? Yeah, I'd, uh, I have to think about it more, but I'd probably go... Uh... Yeah, mine's more of a broad, uh, uh, broad memory, I guess. Uh, basically, uh, I probably go with uh, my family weekend on the farm, just because uh, basically uh, our family once uh, once during the summer we pick a weekend and uh, we all come out to the farm and everybody is there and basically basically have a hangout, do a bunch of uh, like late night cookout and yeah, it's always a good time and uh, yeah. I was a little confused there for a second because I'm like, aren't you guys always out at the farm? But yeah, that makes sense if not everyone is always there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's basically to get us all in the one, like especially this year. Um, yeah, because my family, we get along great, so we usually like meet up uh, pretty often. Mm -hmm. Well, at least uh, like like our the siblings have like a family night kind of thing. Um, but this year it's been a lot harder to do that. And uh, because just, well, life is busier this year. And snowstorms. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's also another good memory. Uh, I'll get to that in a moment. Um, the so, so, yeah, like the family weekend is like something where it's like, okay, well, everybody is here. And uh, we're all together. But uh, also I have, a, I have another memory, but I, uh, that came uh, during the holidays, but I can't... Uh, can't discuss that one yet. Okie dokie. Um, but uh, that one was, uh, that one will stick by me. Alright. But yeah, speaking of snowstorms, like, we have a whole bunch of birthdays uh, during uh, during October, and uh, the, the zombie LARP is uh, uh, a thing that happens in Gimli. Uh, I think it's, um, I want to say it's Frontier LARP? It's fr yeah, it's Frontier. Yeah. So, so yeah, like they uh, they do this uh, this this zombie thing every uh, every Halloween season, and uh, well, 
I don't know if how many people remember October, but they had a it had a big freaking storm right in the middle of all that. Nice so, big so, wet snow. <laughs> yeah. So we uh but me and my, our siblings, like, you know, this is something that we actually look forward to every year. And we had so we had uh two vehicles filled to the brim. It was it was us, uh, we had some friends with us and we took the drive all the way down, saw many vehicles in the ditch, and we went on that zombie LARP. And uh, yeah, it was an awesome time. My ol- my oldest sister uh, smashed her leg on a coffee table, which was less great, but uh, you know, memorable. And like the next day, we were all supposed to go out to the farm for Thanksgiving. Well, that storm hit, so our parents are like, "No, you can't. Uh, you can't come out because the storm is that bad." So. Basically, we, we did the zombie LARP, but our Thanksgiving was basically basically dead in the water in terms of what, because uh, the idea was to go out to the farm, but we couldn't get to the farm, and our parents couldn't come in. Mm-hmm. But uh, then our parents, uh, well, basically on the day of, the plow went through, and uh, our parents were able to surprise us with them able to, to come in for Thanksgiving. So that was... Uh, yeah, it was a really happy moment in the year. Sweet. That's awesome. Okay, I think that's me. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess next question? I'll, Not I'll, it. I'll ask it. Um, how can you tell a good idea from a foolish one from XW? Oh, uh, first of all, I have to correct myself. I said oh. my friend CW, I was going to be singing, but it's actually XW. I have no idea why my mouth did what it did. You know what? If you look at a keyboard, X and C are right next to each other. Yeah. Your, your, mind, your mind isn't QWERTY. Yep, my mind's <laughs> in QWERTY. Uh, okay, yeah. So, so how can you tell a good idea from a foolish one? Doc, sending it to you. How can I tell a good idea from a foolish one? <laughs> uh, now, you're, you're asking the right person <laughs> first. Um, when you have an idea, you have to analyze that idea and come up with a, an appropriate cost to benefit and do a proper analysis. What are all the pros? What are all the cons? How much is this idea going to cost? And what is your return on investment? And how fast is that return on investment going to happen? Then, once you've decided all of that, you're good to go. Now, this isn't just for projects and, and, and initiatives and whatnot. You can do this for every, every aspect of your life. What is the return on investment on this particular idea? And just think about it. What are the pros? What are the cons? What are you going to get out of this? And what is going to be expected of you in return for this? And can you live up to that? Can the project or the person live up to that? And if it's a good thing, go with it. Doc had a serious answer this time. This is weird. Well, it, it's right in my wheelhouse, right? That's How do you true. know a good idea from a bad idea? Analyze it. Ben, you got a good answer? Uh, how do you tell a good idea from a foolish idea? Yeah. Well, I guess two things. How is it executed would be one way to, uh, like, how would you execute it? And if that idea, and if how you would execute it is uh, particularly stupid, that's probably a foolish idea. Or if the if you say the idea out loud, and you laugh, it's probably foolish. But that doesn't necessarily mean... Awesome. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad idea. 
That's true. Yeah. It's a, a funny idea. Actually, I was watching Community again, and that was one of the things that came up. Was like, oh, I guess I never read the name out loud before. <laughs> Although like, this this does make me uh, think of um, well, parkour. Uh, parkour! Uh, no. Parkour. Uh, the um, uh, the idiom. Uh, if it works and it's stupid, it's not stupid. Yep. Yep. Same idea. So, just because. Yeah. Actually, that's pretty much how most of my bodges work. <laughs> so. My overly convoluted and complicated life hacks. I have the the least serious answer of this. <laughs> Which I'm kind of amazed by, because this isn't usually how this goes. Um, honestly, to tell a foolish idea from a good idea is the prepend the um, ability to get hurt while doing the idea. Yep. <laughs> well, Does that make it a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I don't know. It depends. Do you get to take off work? Uh, I mean, I. How many hits can I get on YouTube? <laughs> I already don't work. So... Hey, disability. <laughs> I'm gonna stick this firework in my pants and light it on fire. <laughs> on uh, that'll get me some hits on YouTube. Oh, my penis is gone. <laughs> hey, that reminds me about the uh, a bit in the boys. Great show, by the way. I have not yes. watched that yet, but go for it. It's interesting. Well, I, I won't get into it just in case somebody wants to watch the show. Okay. Although yeah. it is a small thing, but becoming becoming a smaller thing, possibly. Anyways, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, um, has everybody answered this one yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was. We were most efficient. <laughs> who asks? Who asks now? It's your turn because you haven't asked My any turn. questions yet. Okay. Creative narrative versus role, spelled R-O-L-L, play. Is there a balance between the two in the same game? Bobby T. Bobby is referencing to the difference between narrative-heavy role-playing sessions versus combat-heavy sessions. I'm going to pose this one to Senpai first, because Senpai is a burgeoning dungeon master. I was going to say go to Ben first. Cause... I, I kind of have a thing for this, or yeah. I kind of have an answer for this. Already. Also, because like, that's kind of the cycle that we've been going into. It's been going, like, you, you Ben, me. I lost track. It's the rum. That's fine. Good old rum. Why? Uh, the... Hey, why is the rum gone? Why is the rum gone? Yeah. Oh, uh, you can't see it, but I'm raising my hand. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so uh, the uh, creative narrative versus role play. Um, is there a balance between the two? Uh, I would say yes. And I think some of the best uh, narrative bits are, well, I mean, so much of combat. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do this thing, and I roll my dice, and uh, tell me what happens, chief. <laughs> Do I do that uh, that nifty uh, springboard off my buddy's spear and uh, latch onto the guy's head, or uh, do I take my buddy's spear in the chin and cartwheel across the room? <laughs> so I like uh, so yeah, I think the the narr like creating the narrative as you fight and the roles influencing that is uh, is totally a thing that you can do in most games. In fact, uh, we when when me and uh, my bro play uh, play games together, like even playing war gaming, like War Machine, uh, those dice rolls will, like I've literally made made a short story based on some of our games, 
because of what the dice did and mm -hmm. what what the mental pictures made in our heads. Ben's making an absolutely critical point here. Absolutely critical. So, with dice sometimes. That's where those uh uh <laughs> those narrative moments happen. Critical fail or critical success. Anything can be creative and narrative, even games that are dice heavy. It yeah. all depends on the game master's ability to convey the results of those dice rolls into a narrative. How they roll with it, if you will. Exactly. I think I did a... I mean, I guess it didn't really come up too much in my one-shot, but I think I did a somewhat decent job of that in my one-shot. I, I thought you did great. Yeah, thank it, you. Uh... It, it was a, a, a very well-designed podcast role-playing game session. Yay. Um, I, I definitely make it no secret that I'm a fan of Critical Role, uh, as well as the Adventure Zone, and they, at least Adventure Zone, like, when they do their off, their offshoots of, like, between seasons, what they've done is, um, they've always had a balance between, like, creative narrative and, uh, and actual roleplay, and they do it very, very well, um, and, Yeah. The Adventure Zone is my absolute favorite uh, role-playing game podcast. Yeah. I mean, I still also really like Critical Role, but I, 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 I part of that is definitely because I'm a fan of the actors <laughs> from other shit. Um, uh. Yeah, I'm not going to make that a secret at all. Uh, but, like, they also, like, they bring their role-playing of their character into their roles, too, when they fail and when they succeed. So that, and, yeah, there's... I feel like there has to be a balance, otherwise it's just not as fun, right? Well, yeah, like it's, there's nothing uh, less fun than uh, you know you're playing a game, you're you're doing a, a role playing thing, and uh, you know like you you roll your dice, and your scripted thing that you're talking about doesn't go through, and all the DM says is, "Oh no, that doesn't happen," but doesn't expand on that. And then yeah. you just move on to the next turn. It just makes the game uh, feel like, uh, well, you might as well be playing a, something like a turn-based uh, fighting system on a, on a console. Well, it's like my first ever GM session. Uh, I had a path. I have a Pathfinder thing. I, I I brought it to a friend's. Like it just happened to be in my bag uh, for Christmas. So I brought it to a friend's for Christmas, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to? Do you guys want to run this?" And so I ran it, and at one point they one of the bad guys was on the floor laughing hysterically and then they critted her and I'm like, okay well you've now decapitated her <laughs> and then they took her head and like brought it to the big big bad guy oh, <laughs> it was crazy uh, and then I learned that I never want to piss off my friend again <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Doc, I don't think you've answered I kind of did. Narrative versus but... role. I, th I think yeah. Ben. Yeah, you kind of like interjected. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Ben inter captured what I believe mostly, where dice and narrative aren't necessarily uh, mutually exclusive. However, um, you can have a lot of people equate narrative as being on a railroad track, whereas role play is freedom, right? Now, 
both of those are uh, wrong, for lack of a better term. You can have a role play campaign that is absolutely on a railroad. You can have a narrative-based game that's absolutely free world, right? It's, uh, uh, there is a balance between the two in the same game, absolutely. Now, if you take the dice as something where you're meant to build suspense and view it as that, then they become a tool rather than something you have to do. Now, creative narrative, you don't have to have them running through the exact story that you want. You can just kind of put little adventure hooks and then have things like clues and whatnot and just have them kind of wandering around the world. You can improvise and do whatever you need to do for narrative stuff. All you got to do is be able to tell a story and act out your NPCs in a logical way, right? Uh, in according to how they would act. Hey, a, lot of you a... Oh, go ahead. a lot of people, a lot of people like rolling dice too, simply because of the tactile feel, and they like uh, the combat aspect and whatnot, because they really enjoy the tactical aspect of the role playing game, and that's okay too. And you can balance the two. It all depends on your ability to create narrative in your dice rolls, and make your narrative suspenseful and challenging. Does yeah. that make any sense? Yeah. Can I tell you something? Sure. That second Stormwind Guard, the one that uh, Bam Bam was essentially trying to play matchmaker with? Yeah. Totally fucking came out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that was just you reacting to the players and yep. building a new narrative. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very and proud that, of myself for that. And and one thing that you're going to find as a GM is sometimes your players will come up with this stuff. <laughs> and you're going to say, you know what, this idea is pretty cool, let's run with it. And you know what, even if you are, don't necessarily agree with it, roll with it anyway and see where it goes, where the, where the players take it. Although some t doing that too much, though, will just lead to uh, the band of murder hobos, I guess. So, you know. That's... Depending. It, yeah. it depends. <laughs> but yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that also depends on the world, because, like, yeah. in terms of, like, World of Warcraft, absolutely, I am a murder hobo, and it's fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of other games that don't necessarily do that. Saints Row, the role-playing game? Yeah. There's a <laughs> role-playing game for Saints Row? No, no. But, but if you made one, though. But if no. you made one. I mean, I there's, mean, a, specific, there's a button specifically in that game to punch a person in the dick. <laughs> There, you know what? There's also actually a whole server for Grand Theft Auto uh, for for RP that people stream. So I mean, it's it's quite possibly a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, another thing that I can't harp on enough is scent. Everybody at this at the table should have a good idea of what the intent of the campaigns tone is and agree to it yeah that's usually what the first session is is uh session like the character zero, creation right? that's yeah, session zero is uh and not that kind of pre-gaming although that can happen <laughs> where do you think that came from pre-gaming yeah anyway yeah anyway getting sitting down and and saying okay this is what the campaign's going to be like this is the tone of the campaign 
everybody okay with this? Yeah, okay, cool, let's go, right? And if you want to get a lot of party cohesion and not a lot of people trying to kill each other and piss each other off out of game because of actions in game, creating a party concept as well as a character concept can get you through that. That's one thing too I like about Adventure Zone. It's but I, I, it's newer for Travis yet. I haven't really listened to a lot of his yet because he's he's just getting started on graduation. But like the way they all fuck with Griffin is so great. It makes me way too happy. Probably. Anyway, I hope I made sense. Yeah. Uh, next question. I think it'll be my turn again. Yes. Yep. Pablo Picasso said, "Good artists borrow, great artists steal." Thoughts? Albert S. I mean, really, there, there's no original idea under the sun. There's just not. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to rely heavily on... You have to go underground. Thing. Exactly. <laughs> Which I'm sure that's been done before, too. Probably by the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to rely heavily on uh, Warcraft, actually, and pretty much everything else. Because what Warcraft started out as we actually mentioned earlier in this episode was they wanted to make a Warhammer game. Games Workshop said no, so they just shifted their idea a little bit, changed names, and it became Warcraft. But they have references to Surtur from the Thor universe, uh, references to Greek mythology. They have, like, Odin, uh, Helia, you know, all the... Hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, They also included Thor in a reference to their own game, Overwatch, they had one guy named Tor and one guy named Bjorn. Yep. So he was Tor. They was Tor Bjorn, in two extra characters. Uh, they like they have references to Ernest Hemingway and just all sorts of stuff. Nothing's ever original anymore. You have to kind of borrow and steal and weirdly bastardize shit to get, you know, something seemingly new. That's how I feel about it. Doc. It's my turn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pablo Picasso said, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Um, Either way, you're getting stuff from somebody else, right? Yeah. Borrowing is when you go up to somebody and say, hey, you know, can I borrow this? And stealing is when you kick down their front door and take all their shit. One way's nice, one way ain't. Mm. And I... Maybe he's talking about uh, the difference between begging for change on a street corner and looting a rich guy's house. Because one's going to finance your art a lot better than the other, obviously. Did Picasso just turn into Robin Hood in this scenario? Maybe. (laughs) Because, yeah, if you're begging on a street corner for change in order to fund your art, you're going to be spending most of your time begging and not a lot of time doing your art, so you're not going to have a lot of practice, right? Them starving artists. Right. So, But if uh, you spend, you know, half an hour looting a a millionaire's place or billionaire's place, you're either A, going to have lots and lots of stuff to sell and and you'll have lots of money. You can spend, you know, weeks uh, on your craft. Or you'll get caught and you'll go to jail, and you'll have a roof over your head, and you'll be able to spend every day on your craft, which will make you an even better artist. So yeah, definitely people who steal would become greater artists than those who borrow. 
I think that depends on what your art is, because if your art is like maybe more something like what Ben does, I don't think you'd be allowed the tools in your jail cell at that point. Well, you can do clay. Yeah. And you could and you could spend all day doing it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and then you can sneak the tools out and shiv, shiv somebody if you need to. Ooh, a clay knife. There you go. Okay, Ben. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, I think what this is going for, at least how I look at it, uh, so good artist, Bordeaux, great artist, Steel. Um, it's the shiv. So, uh, <laughs> so a good artist, you know, like, you look at, uh, you look at what they've, they've created, and... Uh, you look at it and you could see that oh this is based on this other thing like i made uh like i well uh the ruby uh the stuff i do like for uh for the for ruby like i borrowed that from rooster teeth i borrowed that from arcane wonders that is uh so like yeah i made this piece of fan art but uh ultimately it's uh, rooster teeth and you recognize it as oh this is a fan piece made by somebody but it's rooster teeth's thing okay uh, but, so, so uh, did you uh, borrow that or did you steal it i well in this case since i'm not actually selling any of it um it would be borrowing it but but i mean like the borrowing of the idea okay the uh Where did you steal the idea i'm gonna get to that oh yeah. <laughs> okay i'm getting to that uh a great artist steal or steals that is when you take an idea from somebody and your your translation of it was so good that you usurp them as the original creator people think it was you so something like a lot of people forget that nine inch nails originally wrote hurt people think johnny cash johnny cash did that and that's because and so you could interpret it as johnny cash stole hurt from nine inch nails because oh. you believe that they're the ones who did it. I see what you're getting at, and you are absolutely, utterly right. Yeah. So basically, a great artist is a usurper. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with shivs. Although you probably could shiv, shiv somebody and take their stuff and do the same thing. And hey, if you're the, and if somebody, well, somebody has made a shiv before, and you've made the best shiv ever. And people think, wow, that's a really great shiv. Um, man, this guy had a great idea for a shiv. It's, well, the for the best stabbing implement. Or wait, Everybody forgets about the other ones that came before. You they go stole up to the, the idea. guy who's got this best shiv and say, hey, can I see your shiv? That's really nice. And then you shiv him, and then you tell everybody, hey, I made this. Yeah, that's, exact, that's actually a much better way of putting it. Sweet. There we go. So Johnny Cash shivved. The guy from Nine Inch Nails. Yep. Why can't I think of his name? God Trent, damn it. Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Why? Yep. My I can't can't brain. Okay, rum. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who's asking next? Me. Beers of choice. Actually, actually, uh, Senpai didn't answer that question. I did. Oh. I was the did first you? one to answer. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My brain good. You're the, rum. That, you're the one that read it, and then I answered it first. Ben uh, is also drinking rum. God, I'm so glad I'm the sober one right now. Yep. All okay. right. Beers of choice during games from Ray. Beer of choice during games. Uh, my beer of choice during games would be 
Alexander Keith's Pale Ale. Okay. Ben? I don't know. I'm actually uh, more of a hard liquor kind of guy, but... Me too. Uh, I can't drink much beer. Yeah. <gasps> but for the... What? No, what got? I've got to change mine. Okay. Okay, what do you got? Blueberry Ale. Mm. From Trans-Canada Brewing. Uh, for me, uh, as long as the beer doesn't uh, immediately make me think of uh, Pine Soul, I'm usually pretty cool with it. If I accidentally spill it, spill it, and I don't feel like I'm just you know cleaning the table, that's an all right beer. Cool. But for the most part, I'm a hard liquor kind of guy. Yeah, I, I'm celiac. I can't drink beer. Oh, somebody get this. Somebody get. There are gluten-free beers. Yeah. Um, my favorite, you cannot get in Manitoba anymore, I think unless you actually ship it directly from the maker of it. Um, it's from Quebec, it's called La Messagère, it's really, really good, and I, I really miss it. But I also don't drink anymore lately either, but I also really like apple cider. Oh! What oh, in the on. world is that? Oh, that's my work phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ignoring it till the 6th. Fair. The podcast ain't ignoring it. <laughs> yeah. We'll cut a bunch of this out, but I'm keeping some of it in because that was funny. Where were we? Oh, uh, right. yeah, I really like cider. Yay, cider. But if I had to choose a beer, it'd be that Quebecois beer. Although, if I had to choose one that I can actually get here, um, I'd probably go with Mongozo, which is a Belgium beer. If I if I could choose a beer that I can't get here, then I would go with Puppers. Somebody get this guy a fucking poppers. I heard that that wasn't actually all that I was, great. I, want I was really hoping that would end in rhyme, and uh, I was disappointed. <laughs> Somebody get this guy a fucking poppers. That's all I can say. If it was something that I could drink safely, I would try it. I just want cocksack and gin and tonic. <laughs> okay, calm down there, Mrs. McMurray. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I just can't go around. <laughs> Have you watched the new season? No, no, I want to. Uh, don't oh, spoil anything. Oh, it's it's so good. Okay. Yeah, I gotta save. I gotta save it for Marcy. Okay, that's fine. Uh, next question would be Doc's question. Alrighty, what thing from 100 years ago would you like to see be cool again for 2020? From Matt O. Matthew O. I would probably go with winter because climate change <laughs> and the world is on fire. <laughs> Ben wins. Ben wins. Okay. <laughs> All right. I. I don't think I can top it this at all. Cause... Okay. Uh, I mean, okay. So the nineteen twenties was. It's, we're in Winnipeg, and we're about to go to the fucking beach. There's no snow at Christmas and New Year's. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry. Um, 1920s was, like, the, what, decade of uh, speakeasies, essentially, right? Yeah. Roaring 20s, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say dancing. Like, going out and, like, not grinding dancing, but, like, things like West Coast Swing, I think, started in the 20s-ish yeah. era. Um, yeah. So... That kind of going out and dancing, which reminds oh. me, that's something else I want to do this next year. I want to get back. You actually, home. you totally. Actually, that also uh, uh, that actually also reminds me. Um, speaking of well, Speakeasy, mm -hmm. uh, a great webcomic about uh, about that era, 
uh, Lackadaisy Cats. Hmm. It's amazingly drawn, and it takes place in that era, and it's basically a bunch of uh, gangster cats uh, while running a speaky is easy and running booze. Sweet. Nice. All right. Uh, senpai. Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about. I'm sorry. So... I'm not so. Fu- no, I'm not sorry. Fuck you. What? Happy New Year! What one years ago would you like to see be cool again for 2020? I would say affordable suits so everybody could dress up and Ooh, go out. Yeah, I will affordable, wear a suit all day. Nice wardrobe instead of everybody wandering around in track pants and jeans all the time because suits cost $4,000. I want to see nice clothes become affordable again. Uh, I have to say, as somebody who doesn't leave my house a lot because of how bad my anxiety and depression is, and because I can't work anyway, um, I rarely spend time out of pajama pants, but I would still wear a suit. Absolutely. Oh, uh, some non-binary suit awesomeness. Walking I, uh, around in a suit jacket and suit pants and nice shoes and shoe shining and all that stuff, where style, Caleb actual style becomes cool again. Anyway, go ahead, Ben. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd be for myself. Uh, I dress very casually, and uh, I mean, like, nowadays, I don't think I actually own a long-sleeved dress shirt anymore. Like, I'm all uh, muscle shirts and t-shirts and, and, and blue jeans. But, but yeah, that's because like I cringe at, oh, the price of uh, fancy clothing. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. comfort's a big deal for me. I mean, there's some stores that have decently priced shirts at least, but I think the last time I saw you in like a button-down shirt was, I think you still had short hair. Oh God. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Even back in the '80s, people used to make fun of Norm Peterson on Cheers for having two suits. The thing is, is a person can only buy, afford to buy half a suit at a time nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I want, yeah, nice clothes. I want to see those come. I, you know, I agree with that too. Nice clothes to go dancing in, in the snow. Yep. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? I forgot to tell you guys about something that I wanted to talk to you guys about. A local what? podcast. Ah. I forgot to put it in my notes. That's that's my bad. Again, because that's yeah, that's what I do. Um. Uh, I know Doc sometimes listens to Sean Geek Podcast. I don't know if Ben does. Mm, nope. Okay. Well, uh, he had he had uh, talked about this at some point a little while ago. I don't remember exactly how long ago. Uh, but it's a local podcast called Echo Podcast. It's really good. It was I don't know if he made it when he was a student, but it was made at Red River College by Sky Thorleifson. It is really good. Doc, you'd love it. It's got, like, all the folly and, like, sound effects. It's got amazing acting uh and actually um our friend matt who is buddy the elf is also in it i couldn't pick out his voice though sweet but he, he's also in it so go check out echo podcast absolutely uh actually uh speaking of uh these uh podcasts that you guys that uh y'all plug um do that you have like a one. list somewhere uh where somebody could like so quickly that's... That's gonna Blends be another up. goal. That's gonna be another goal in uh, in twenty twenty. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's kind of gone by the wayside for a little bit just because I've been working on the one shot and everything and a bunch of other stuff for like the holidays. Okay, okay I'm making a website that will have all of our show notes with um the questions that we answered in that episode, mm-hmm. not with the answers in them. 
you have to listen for that part but uh, with the questions at least that we that we asked um as well as i should be able to do a local podcast list of like stuff that i've that we've plugged mm -hmm. yeah maybe just like uh a list of this podcast and then where we were talking about it yeah and then maybe it'd be the way to go that'll probably go in the show notes at two too because I, I also usually put a link in the actual show notes too um okay another thing too is on pod chaser there's actually a list of like local winnipeg podcasts you can actually go and look it up um i think beaver does movies actually takes care of it i think it's him but yeah we're, we're on there sweet and then Put i'm on that. there with the other one too so yeah we're we're there oh yeah yeah uh, right, who who last, asked the next one? Last question goes to Ben. Oh, God. <laughs> if after smoking weed, one gets the urge to lick pussy, is that considered the munchies? Uh, Cookie asks. Uh, appropriate name for this. You're right. <laughs> this is actually Bam Bam's partner. <laughs> Let me guess. I'm the one who has to go first? No, I go first, because that's oh, okay, the order. Good. Yay. Good. Um... I'm going to go with yes, even though I don't have very much of a sex drive lately. But yeah, I'm going to go with yes. I would, um, I would, I, my first instinct was to say yes, but I'm going to go with no, because, uh, well, munchie, you chew, and uh, I, I mean, if you're going to do that, you have to be very gentle, I would think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It all depends on if you swallow the cat. <laughs> uh, well because if you're licking it you're just cleaning it exactly. it's probably doing that on its own it. uh, but yeah, yeah actually oh oh my god that's right because if you're swallowing the hairballs that's cool enough because uh, yeah. a pussy is self-cleaning a pussy is self-cleaning yeah so uh yeah it depends on if you uh if you uh swallow the cat eat the cat yep yep well, well, that was uh, that was our hard left for the. I was not expecting I that. <laughs> well, that's it for this week. I'm Doc Wilson. <laughs> I'm still dying. I'm the bad bodger. <laughs> I'm so fine. I'm hopefully gonna survive into 2020. <laughs> to All end right. this podcast to get it out. <laughs> well, have a good well, one, everybody. <laughs> have a good one and a happy new year. Happy yes. new year. We love you 3000. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.